episode 40. Here we are from a U-sport dual athlete of soccer and track to an RBC training ground winner turned cyclist now competes for team Canada named as an alternate for the 2020 Olympic games and has her eyes set on the 2024 Olympic games. Wow. Am I incredibly excited to announce Sarah Orban. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. joining the pod. Thank you. Welcome to the Moo Crew. The Moo Crew. I saw on your website that you said there's like a little part like join, what is it, Orban's crew or something like that? It's join the I team. I need to update that website. That's been a while <laughs> since I, I was like, oh, oh, that, we're are but... we honorary members. <laughs> yeah. I was like pretty jazzed about that. But <laughs> yeah, you, you guys are now part of it. Yeah, you're part of my journey. So thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> is that website just something that like uh did, did you have to set that up yourself or is it just kind of all the rbc winners just get get one set up no so a marketing firm actually like reached out to me and said they wanted to help out an athlete so they like set the whole website up for me yeah it's like completely unrelated to rbc training run oh damn i mean that's pretty nice though yeah, it was like super nice of them. So I couldn't say no, but it definitely needs to be updated. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, and then, so you just had like a, a, like a training break week, right? Yes. I just came off a training break. We just had a week off, um, a couple gym sessions, a couple easy rides. And now we're back at it for five weeks. So not really like a, a break week, just kind of like a low key week then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we never have like a full week off where we do absolutely nothing. It's just more of like a deload kind of. So some breaks are like a little bit easier. Like we'll have um, like last week, we just had one gym session and like two easy rides. Whereas sometimes we'll have like training all the way through like Monday to Friday, but just like easier, like sort of like um, lower intensity, but the volume's still kind of there. Yeah. Are you still like required to stay? Cause you're in Milton. Yep. Milton, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we are required to stay for the deload weeks, but for our recovery weeks where we have just like the one gym session and a couple easy rides, we can go home. So I did go home last week. That was nice. Oh, I bet. How's the, what's like a, a normal week look like for you in terms of training? So we're on the track, like, four to five times a week and we're in the gym three times a week and then just one sort of like aerobic based ride on the weekend and it's usually done on like a trainer unless well it's getting nice outside now so now we'll be on the road but yeah that sounds like hell <laughs> <laughs> like I, oh, I, no, wa- it's fun. <laughs> I need to ask so why not consider ourselves cyclists which coming talking to you is nothing. So when you say easy ride, what is that in terms of your your um, your energy output or just in terms of your distance that I uh, want to know? It is definitely energy output. Yeah. And distance also sort of plays a factor in it. Uh, but we would never ride less than like 45 minutes. Okay. What's what's like the for an easy for, ride? Okay. Give me uh, give me a distance that's easy. So today we went on an easy ride and, um, it was, we did 25 kilometers in an hour outside. Yeah. That's, uh, that's quick. (laughs) That's, that's pretty quick. I, um, 
okay, we'll, we'll do a little story time. So, so, you know, my experience. So in the summer, I, um, I was like, okay, like my dad was tripping me for not being, uh, not leaving the house in a couple of days. So I'm like, I'm going to go for a ride. I went for a 50 K ride and my legs were shaking at the end. They were like, it felt like they were like, my legs were like vibrating. I couldn't move. I was like crawling up my stairs and that was 50 K. Just felt like jello, hey? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it was jello legs. Couldn't move. I just sat, um, sat, just try to drink. Oh, I drank water from a hose because I just needed something. I was dying. And yeah, it was, that was my hardest cycle of my life. And that was 50 K. So. And how long did it take you guys to do it? Oh, um, I want to say just over three hours. I think yeah. that was around it. Maybe just, just like three and a half. It was like, I remember telling my one friend who cycles, he's like, okay, that's respectable. Like it's, <laughs> it's not really good, but it's not like, yeah, it's not awful, but it's not <laughs> great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my experience of biking more than 20 K, but yeah, I, 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 I wanted to hear what you had to say to that. It's a different life. Like when you're actually a cyclist, like, I didn't know that this life existed. I didn't know people went on rides for, like, more than five kilometers. Like, seriously, I did, I did not know what, a, like, cycling was about before I got into it. So I was quite shocked in the beginning, too, like, going for these long rides. It was definitely, like, it took some getting, like, adjusted to it. So No, for sure. And uh, so, like, just to talk how about how you got into it a little bit. So, obviously, as Jack mentioned, you... You won the tw- 2017 Alberta portion of the of RBC training ground. So, like going into that, what were your expectations, if you had any? Yeah. So, I actually heard about RBC training ground through um, the Pathway Development Coach, I guess you could say, um, in Bobsleigh and Skeleton, Canada. So, I went to a recruitment camp that was just like advertised on their website in 20 yeah in 2016 yeah 2016 and I just kind of stayed in contact with them and my plans were to go into skeleton once I was like graduated done playing varsity soccer and so yeah she reached out and said like hey there's this really awesome program and you could get funding through it for skeleton and so that was like my main goal of going was to get funding for skeleton I've told Jack I was going to do that exact same like training camp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you've listened to the the past episodes, but Wyatt is probably your biggest fan because he loves the training ground and he tried to get me to go once. And I just, I mean, I think it's cool. I just haven't gotten yeah. to uh, experience it yet. So uh, yeah. So you I, haven't gone. Yet? I personally haven't. No. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm working on getting him to go as soon as like, it's not online. Cause like, the online, I'm not doing yeah, it's online. Say, it's online, so it's not. You don't get that full experience. Exactly. It's not, not going to be the same. And I don't know any like sane person that wants to set up a beep test for themselves and then go and run. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> kind of crazy, I think. <laughs> like I was looking at, it, I'm like, ah, this cell seems fine, and then it's like, oh no, like you have to pace out your own beep test. I'm like, there's, I'm definitely going to make it five meters shorter, like. yeah uh but you have gone in the past i have yeah okay yeah i did how did you like it oh i love it i what's your uh, favorite event testing event 
I mean, I'm a sprinter, so okay. The sprint, but the uh, the box pull, like in the first leg, mm-hmm. was kind of kind of cool. Especially if you can like do it correctly and just like shoot the scale right off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a method to it. hundred <laughs> percent. You got to find the right spot just above the kneecaps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was so bruised the next day from that. Like oh, my no. thighs were so bruised. Yeah, it's crazy. Good times. So, <laughs> were you? Uh, were you unlike Kelsey and myself in the fact that you actually got the uh, the event closest to you? Like, oh yes, yes. I so I'm born raised in Calgary, and I went to the final in Calgary. So, okay, perfectly. <laughs> I did not have shabby. to travel across the country like Kelsey did. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so like after you won it, what was uh, what was life like? I'd imagine there was like a decent amount of media attention there. Yeah, there was a lot. I obviously was not used to that at all. And it was it was pretty cool. But um, life after it, yeah, there was a lot of decisions to be made that I didn't ever think that I'd have to make. So I went in there with my eyes set on skeleton and then bobsleigh skeleton. Again, they they wanted me to like start basically full-time training in that upcoming fall and then rugby Canada ended up reaching out to me also and athletics Canada and then cycling Canada too so that yeah that that's what created all these decisions so I I wanted to give them all a fair shot so I I tried all of them except for athletics Canada so I, I came from track and field in university and I knew that I had kind of reached my full potential in that already so yeah no uh so like once you saw all the sports that were interesting you was it still kind of skeleton was where you wanted to go or was there like rugby or cycling did either of those like really stick out to you as something you thought you'd have success in I was a little bit open to rugby but I was also sort of leaning towards being an individual sport athlete at that point already um so I was it was I was really in between skeleton and cycling what kind of like what do they put you through for testing for rugby because like rugby it's a harder sport for somebody to go into through that program I would think without having mm-hmm. already participated in it because like picking yeah. it up at that speed I think is a, a little bit yeah exactly so they didn't really do any tests actually so I went to Victoria and I just did some of the basic skills like we didn't I think I think their main test is the 30 meter sprint but yeah I didn't do any tests and at the end of the day it was basically like you need to obviously gain experience and learn the game learn the strategy the tactics everything so you would start out and just like playing like a a lower level league right yeah, like so, learn, just learn the game and then kind of go from there yeah so like that session was essentially just like a a practice session sort of thing yeah it was just get familiar with like just yeah just like throwing and and catching and yeah it was really just just uh an introductory sort of 
training camp per se. For sure. Yeah, I know that they haven't changed that at all, I guess, because I was there in 2019 for that same thing. And that's, oh, you did that same thing. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 No, that, that question was more so just to see like if they've changed anything or not. And yeah, Yeah. I know like me, me having played rugby for like six years, I went there and I'm, I'm participating in this. I'm just kind of like, this is, this seems like a six-year-old practice. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, you know, exactly what I'm talking about then. Yeah. There wasn't much, like there was really no test specific testing or anything. It was just like explaining what the sport is basically. And yeah, like they had like fun than anything. It felt like, yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but when I was there, they had like 25 people. And I think at one point, like it, it, it ended up being like, there was like four teams and people were just tossing the ball in the air, like randomly. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So do you still play rugby? I, I don't, I was going to try and play at university and then, you know, COVID wiped everything. Oh, out. COVID of course. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Holy shit. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And then, so obviously you, uh, you also went through testing with skeleton and, and cycling. So I, I'm interested to know what the, the testing was like for, for skeleton. Cause you went pretty extensively into both of those. Mm-hmm. So the testing for skeleton is broad jump, 30 meter sprint, uh, med ball toss. And like, those are their and power clean. And those are like their, their main testing like dry land testing events um but i think the 30 meter sprint is the most important just obviously that's yeah the physical aspect of skeleton so yeah there's that and there was no i didn't do any testing like on the actual track but like i had gone down quite a few times and it wasn't for me. <laughs> like I didn't even do the running start or anything. I just got pushed down like by my feet and I hit 110 kilometers per hour. Damn. Like wow. it was just on yeah. another level. That's like, fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I had um a not so good experience with it too. Like the first time that I went from the very top of the track, the sled flipped over, hit me in the face. And it was gone. And then I was just, just sliding down the track and who needs a sled. It was just, <laughs> yeah. I had a black eye for the next like month at school. Everyone's looking at me like <laughs> I got abused <laughs> or something. Like it was uh it was fun, you could say. It was fun. And yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like the helmet that I was wearing was not protective at all. Like in like now that I'm like looking back on it. It's like I should have been wearing something way more protective. They had like that really like flexy, like bendy kind of plastic, like over my eyes, the visor. Yeah. It was like not protecting your face at all. So it's kind of important when you're going down at 110. At, yeah. You know, at that speed, you'd think you'd have something a little bit better. But yeah. So how long were you in like, uh, the skeleton I know camp I guess yeah so I made it 
a point to have my decision made by October 27 or was it 28? Yeah. 2017. So I was making my decision then. So I was, I guess from May to October was sort of the time frame of deciding which one I was going to go, which path I would take. There was a while where I wanted to do both, but I was advised that that probably wasn't the best option. I feel like that would be kind of hard. I mean, we talked to Heather Moyes, who did bobsled and rugby at the national level, and she was like, yeah, life was kind of hell. Yeah, it would be difficult, especially like learning from, you know, the ground up and I, I didn't know how to ride a bike too. So it's like, I have to develop all these skills that I've, you know, most cyclists, they learned when they were 12 years old and, you know, just kind of like missing that foundation. What was ultimately the thing that flipped the switch in terms of cycling? You know, I just really like, I, I thought that my best chance at like making the national team and being successful in one of these sports was cycling. I just sort of had this like inkling and I didn't love going down the track in skeleton. And if you don't love it, like, and you, you have any, like you have that fear of going down the track. Like it, I, there's no way that I'm have a chance of being successful in that. Like you still have to enjoy what you're doing too. Right. So, yeah, well, it makes it a lot harder to invest that much time and effort into it. If Mm -hmm. it's something that you don't truly enjoy. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like track cycling was still like, obviously super new to me and I didn't know if I was going to love it, but I wasn't totally scared to go on the velodrome and ride. And whereas like the thought of going back on that track in skeleton, just like scared the shit out of me. Like, there's just no way I want, like, I don't ever want to go down the track again. So how can you be at competing at the highest level if, like, you don't actually love it, right? For sure. So I just wanted to give cycling a fair shot and see how far I could make it. Did you know what a velodrome was before you were introduced to track cycling? Kind of. Like, I had, like, seen it in the Olympics. I can't even tell you that I knew it was called a velodrome. <laughs> like I had an idea of what it was, but not, not too familiar with it. Cause like being from Alberta, you're probably one of the few that would know what it, what, what it is. Cause I think Alberta has like one of like yeah. what two or three in Canada. We have two. I didn't even know they existed. <laughs> and it's funny because the velodrome in Calgary is placed right beside the hockey arena that I grew up going to for many years because both my brothers are hockey players, but I didn't even know it was, I didn't even see it ever. Like I never, it's like crazy. I'm like, this was here the whole time. They're like, yes, this has been here since like the eighties, like, (laughs) or something like that. Had no idea. Is it the outdoor or indoor? Yeah. It's an outdoor velodrome. Yeah. That, that makes it a little bit harder to say that you never noticed that. Yeah, but it's right. It's located right beside the parking lot of the hockey arena. I still never saw it. <laughs> it is like there's a bit of a hill, so like it is hidden a little bit in a way. But still, like 
had no idea. And there's like signs with like cyclists all over it. Like, you know, it's an athletic park and just never noticed it. (laughs) My family is not, has never been into cycling. So, but there's a huge cycling community in Calgary. Hey, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you just got to beat the family trailblazer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. And then, so like part of you winning RBC training ground was you and everybody else who won that year got to go to Pyeongchang for the Olympics. Yes. So I want to like, what was that experience like? Oh, it was so cool. It was a very short trip, long travel, very short trip. I think I was there for four days. Um, but it was amazing, like just to, you know, get to see what it's all about and the atmosphere and everything and seeing so many different events. Like, I think I, I saw curling, I saw the women's hockey game, figure skating, moguls and cross country skiing. I think that was about it but yeah it was it was absolutely incredible so of those which was your favorite event to go to figure skating really yeah it was pretty magical <laughs> the the spins and the ability to throw it's people crazy. is incredible yeah it's they pretty cool. are so phenomenal and then to land oh mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and we got to see scott and tessa so it was amazing Okay, that that would definitely make it like substantially cooler, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was that whole trip like mostly just you guys were kind of event jumping? Was there like a whole bunch of free time? Were you guys kind of there to interact with some of the athletes when they weren't competing? Mm-hmm. So it was all of those things. There was absolutely no, except for absolutely no free time. Like it was the days were jam-packed like we went from event to event to the Canada house and to meeting the athletes when they were done their events to being able to see like the behind the scenes of all the media like it's insane what goes into the production of the games it it was absolutely mind-blowing so yeah we got we got to see the entire like entire experience um and even to like the wardrobe that they have set up for all the canadian athletes like it's insane like just the space that they they bring to another country for all these all of this clothing and you know just for all the athletes like it's it's so cool so like who who were like the coolest people that you got to interact with while you were there um so I got to meet Michael Kingsbury um who else I can't eh, honestly I can't even remember we we had a dinner with like a a bunch of athletes and some of them honestly didn't even know who they were but I know that sounds kind of bad (laughs) but there's so many athletes there right and like so many different sports but well, yeah, yeah was, Canada really sends cool. over like 150 athletes, I want to say, to the, yeah. the Winter yeah. Olympics but or something. Super cool because we got to meet Michael after he like won gold. So 
got to hold his medal and everything. It was pretty sweet. That thing is heavy. <laughs> Some serious bling. <laughs> no, that that definitely, definitely would have been pretty cool. You going to the Olympics, had you been to the, I'm guessing you hadn't been to the 2010 games in Vancouver? No, I am not. So with going, did that kind of like make you want to get to the Olympics as an athlete even more? Yeah, I think it definitely lit a fire a little bit more than that, than that was already there. But um, it just kind of made it feel like, you know, this could be a reality for me one day. And so it, it's definitely like was a motivating factor in pursuing track cycling and trying to push to that next level. And then, so you entered track cycling full-time in 2018, right? Yeah. So what was the timeline that you saw yourself like proceeding with? So my goal was actually kind of all worked out in sort of in the same time frame that I had hoped, but 2018 to 2019 was just like sort of a development phase, working with a development coach in Calgary, learning all the basics, putting down that foundation and attending camps here and there with the national team. And 2019 to 2020 was the time that I needed to hit the standards to make the national team. And so I did that in September of 2019 and moved to Milton in October of 2019. Did you always see yourself going to Tokyo or was it more like Paris 2024 was where you were? It would have been a, quite a long stretch to qualify for Tokyo. Um, so it was definitely more for Paris. So then like, what was the, what was the feeling when you were named an alternate for Tokyo? Yeah, it is. It was pretty cool to be named the alternate for Tokyo. That's it. And pretty cool. You didn't like cool. celebrate a little no, good know, time. No, nothing. <laughs> No, it's it's a yeah, it's cool. It's I was an alternate for the Olympics. Yeah, whatever. It's a good step, you know. It's a good step. Yep. So, and I'm happy that, like, I've got to that point, and that, like, in that quick of a time period of just being on the national team, like, because I, I joined the program October, and then was named the alternate in like. I guess, was it March that they named? Yeah, March of 2020. So it was yeah. like... That's not impressive. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to uh, to brag about yourself. You know, I... Yeah. You're not that type of person we've seen, but like, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty cool, so... Yeah, yeah. The, the self-boosting is, in fact, encouraged. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yes, I'm proud of myself. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so then, like, we'd asked Kelsey the same question, but did you see the games being postponed a year as a benefit to yourself? 
Um, yes, sort of, but I'm, I was named like the non-traveling alternate. So it's not like I'm going or anything. And, um, it's a little different, like it, it kind of honestly took away some like pretty like good opportunities for competition for me, like Pan Am champs, which were supposed to happen right after worlds like that was canceled. Um, a lot of racing that I would have done in the summer in T-Town that was taken away. And honestly, that's the biggest thing that I'm missing in training is that race experience. But at the same time to just like keep training and keep pushing on the track and doing what we can here, like it's not a bad thing either. So, I mean, like, yes and no, it, it, it is a good, just, it is a good opportunity for all, like all athletes just to keep training and working on the things that you couldn't, but. What does the competition schedule, if, is there even a competition schedule heading into the Olympics or is it just like nothing, 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 boom, Olympic games? Yeah, there was kind of one, but competitions are just being canceled, like as we speak. So, <laughs> yeah, um, there potentially could be one that I would attend. That's... And that's not even for sure. It just keeps being postponed and that's Pan Am Champs. Like as an athlete, how difficult is that? Because obviously like your training schedule would change leading up to, to rate like to a race, I would assume like mm -hmm. how hard is that kind of constantly adjusting to when you're actually going to be racing again? Yeah. So the way that like our coach has done it too, is that we have like a trial period that will build towards so that way we're doing like a bit of a mini taper and sort of like mimicking when a competition would be so we can you know continue through that like training cycle so it's like almost as if we're competing but we're not actually going to a competition just testing ourselves like in training yeah i mean there, there's only so much you can do right and i mean at, mm -hmm. at least your your coaches are putting in that effort to try and mimic a, a competition environment mm -hmm. yeah and i mean so like it's a timed we we are timed event really our 200 meter and just except for the match sprint which we've done some like mock trial competitions with some other athletes in canada so just to get some racing under our belt <laughs> it is helpful but yeah, it is tough to not have competitions to work towards and to have that goal, you know, in mind of pushing for. So it is tough, but training is also good. And I love training. That's key. So, no, that's got, very important. Yeah, well, you're going to need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So with um, some people just thrive in practice. Like it's, you know, they're more comfortable in that over games. It doesn't mm -hmm. sound like you're that kind of person. You'd much rather do the, the the competition and the stress and the impact of all that over the the practicing. You know, I love. I've always loved practice. Like in soccer, I love practice. I get so nervous for games, and I get so nervous for racing. Like it is the same nerves that I had in in soccer. But 
the thing that I love, like, I love that feeling of those nerves and that stress. Cause I think it just like, it pushes you even more to like, see, you know, you can dig even deeper and, and, and see how much, you know, further you can push yourself in a competition. But I don't know. I, I also, I really love training too. Cause you don't have, you can push yourself, but like, you don't have those nerves. Like I don't want those nerves all the time. <laughs> no, I no for you sure. Know? For sure. <laughs> so, you totally understand. So you, you had a pretty unique experience from playing um, a team sport and then an individual sport and then moving into cycling, which is probably mm-hmm. individual. But do you find that those nerves that you're talking about, do they vary between those two types of sports or are you always just feeling the pressure of games? It was, it's the same. It's the same as a pressure in a game. Like, your teammates are relying on you. So you need to be on your A game. And then in like an individual sport, it's like, I'm literally like relying on myself. So it's like, if I want to, you know, succeed in this and, and do good, put out a good time on the track, like I need to be on my A game. So it's like that same pressure is still there. And then with like moving from, cause you had played soccer, but you'd also run track. Um, you you'd said when you'd gone and worked out with rugby that you're kind of moving towards like a individual sport standpoint. So like making that transition full time, was there any like change that you felt like, did it feel weird being on your own or was it just like, that's what you wanted? I think like track and field was kind of like a primer for that. So I started track three years no, it was two years into university. And I like, I'd never run track before that either. So I think if anything, it was like a little bit of an adjustment period when I first entered into track and field. And so that, so then moving into track cycling and being an individual sport, it, I, it was like, it felt completely normal and it was almost natural, like at that point. Well, I mean, that that's good. I, I did that same thing two years in university, started running track, felt yeah. completely foreign to me. It was so weird at first, like, like in university, it was weird for sure. And if I hadn't done that, I, I cannot say how I would probably answer that question completely different for track, for track cycling. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, what events did you do in a train track and field? 60, 304 by two. Nice. Me too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Same career path so far. Yes. Yeah. So when are you getting on the bike? <laughs> uh, honestly, probably this summer. I'm going to try. Nice. Yeah. He's He's You're been telling... Like, I live with him. So he's been telling our all our roommates and everything. I'm going to the Olympics. You guys can watch me. I'll, I'll send you guys tickets. You, you can watch me experience it. I'm like, all right, Wyatt. Like, I'm, yes. Will you get in? I'll be cheering you on from the stands because I'm not doing this. But, the confidence yeah. is there. That's oh, cool, absolutely. Right? It's just the athletic ability. <laughs> all right. So unless Jack has uh, has anything further to go on, we'll we'll get into our nice little fun uh, personal questions here. Okay. Which oh, we excited. should really just change into like the fast paced questions. Cause I don't yeah. know if anything here is personal. No. All right. So All right. we'll start, we'll start it off with a, a good classic. If you could have any superpower, what would you pick? 
Oh, I'm sure prepared for this. Um, <laughs> no one can. No one can prepare for that question. Probably just like super speed, like running, like flash level speed. Yeah. What that that makes sense. <laughs> I saw I saw on your um on your website it has like a picture of you with your plaque. It says award winning speed or something. It's got like speed. Yes. And I'm like <laughs> you have a you have an actual plaque that says how fast you are. I thought that was pretty jokes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. What is your go-to pump-up music? Um. Dead Mo. All right. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Strobe. Strobe is my go-to song. The radio edit version. It's not bad. Not bad. Not, not bad. my favorite one by him, but it's all right. <laughs> or remember, I like that one too. All right, and then so. We uh, we have understood that you're a little bit of a chef with your yeah. your cooking I, social I media like account. <laughs> yeah. So, what I, is your favorite or go-to recipe or meal? Um, I'd have to say sweet potato shepherd's pie. Oh. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, that's a lot going on in one dish. I saw like you had rice with chicken. I'm like, oh, that looks incredible. I'm like, that that's easily what I would have done. But yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I don't think Jack liked anything that came out of your mouth there. Well, we'll let Y recover here. But if um if you were going to go for a leisure ride with your friends, so not your um, team Canada level athletes, what would this distance be in a leisure ride for you? Um, honestly, probably like 15 kilometers. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's like realistic. That's like, I'm a sprinter. Okay. I'm okay. not an endurance athlete. Yeah. Fair enough. So with the question I, is, would you ever oh, yeah. want to be an endurance athlete? Yeah. No. That's correct <laughs> not answer. <laughs> not endurance. With your Instagram, you know, you're, you're cooking, you're, you're pretty stylish. If you could pick one brand, so not sport related, to wear for the rest of your life, what would it be? Not sport related. Can't be sport. Or unless you want to do like Nike casual or Adidas. Because I would have said originals. Adidas casual. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I'm that. an Adidas, Adidas over Nike any day. Oh, that's what I... That's what I like to hear. This uh, my household does not reciprocate that opinion. I'm um, really? like you. I'm um, yeah. We're on our own. We're uh, yeah. That's a lot of more Nike style. people. Yeah. <laughs> Why it's not liking it? Nope. Okay. I mean, I'm, like, okay. I'm, I'm like I'm, outmatched I'm like week. all Lululemon. It's not like Nike. It's just I'm all Lululemon's Lululemon. nice too. I do like Lulu. It's the official like uniform of British Columbia. So you know, gotta yeah, represent. <laughs> yeah yeah no as as soon as the temperature hits like over 15 lululemon that's that's all you'll catch me on. if if there was a movie oh go ahead i got another quick uh, quick question for you yeah if there's a movie about your life who's playing you oh, you're, asking this question. you're asking these questions so quick but i can't answer this that quick um i don't know um <laughs> <laughs> Jack asks, asks this question like it's just something that everybody thinks about. Like, I feel oh, like yeah, who's gonna I, play I me from Hollywood? Yeah, this, yeah I feel like ago. this is a reasonable question. <laughs> I don't know. Pass, you can pass, like in I, Family passed, Feud. I, I'll, I'll maybe come back to that. All right. Okay? All right. We'll uh, we'll take a pass to um, if you could only watch one TV show for the rest of your life. 
what TV show would you watch? One TV show, hey? Um, maybe Family Guy. Oh, early Family Guy or recent Family Guy? <laughs> early Family Guy. Nice. Okay, recent Definitely. Family Guy is taking recent, a step back, but yeah, I wouldn't watch the no. How yeah, cringy you that? So you got to pick something with a lot of seasons. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really hard one though, because. I don't know. I mean, Friends is good too. Yeah, Friends is solid. I think, I, think solid. I would maybe change my answer to Friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Sarah, unless you unless you know who's gonna play you in a movie, no, is that I can see we can see your face. It's like thinking too hard right now. This is not what I signed up for. That's what that's no, saying. No. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Can I ask you the same question? Zach Efron. Done. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I think actually opposite. Um, Adam Devine. I, th- I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, he's okay. um what's what he's he's actually in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates with that with Zach Efron. He's a okay. he's a comedian. He's like a shorter comedian. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's very obviously you've no idea who I who I'm talking no, about. No, no, I do. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He's he's very funny. So I I would yeah. like to imagine he plays me. Okay. No, I want to answer this. I want to say <laughs> only because she's my favorite actress, Cameron Diaz. Oh, yes. Hell of an actress. Good call. Good call. So. I saw All that right, going well, more of a Jennifer Lawrence direction. I do like her too. Yeah, she's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go wrong with either one. Well, well, Sarah, thank you for coming on and being guest number 40 on Matter, well, Matter of Opinion. So thank you for that. Super excited. Thanks so much for having me.